Well, we've made a discovery at least five seconds ago. I think I'm a murderer. <laughs> Guys, you heard it here first. Chelsea, I think I've murdered at least, I would say after four year, like four or five years, a thousand people. A thousand people? The least. So we figured this out because... I'm so sorry. We, um, as you know, Chelsea's a bartender and she makes delicious drinks. Am I drinks. now? I don't know. <laughs> she makes delicious drinks and... Do I though? We saw each other last night because we Ugh. finally saw Hereditary. We will circle back to that in just two seconds. However, we, uh, she... You have to do this. She made us some pretty... Um, savage adult Those beverages. Were great. Gin and tonics, gin and seltzer. Uh, yeah, it was it was great. It was Drinkable. they were they were very heavy on the poor, but why not? We're As gonna go we see do. a movie. Exactly. The issue that we're having mm. now is that I wanted to do a light gin beverage. A light beverage. Light gin meaning like the alcohol is light because especially because uh, Pamela is so beautifully thorough with when she's doing the women that I'll just sit here and guzzle and be like trashed on the other end of her episode and then she has to catch up and then our whole evening's fucked up. I mean, well, Watch I don't know. It. it just gives well, me like a, it gives me like a 20 minute grace period of like guzzling. I tend to go like right guzzling. into Bachelorette <laughs> just being like, yes! And then you're just like, I need 10 minutes. You're like, please. hold on, give me one second. Uh, so I thought I would just do like a little dollop, a little dollop of Plymouth gin. I mean, to be honest have with you, I, I feel like I'm already wasted. But I've had two sips of this beverage. Yeah, one sip in, I... I just would like to apologize at large to the people in New oh, York. Jesus I think Christ. I'm overdosing people nightly. <laughs> you are. You are an uh, arsenic. If anybody at my job listens to this, a poor, poor <laughs> test me immediately because I don't know what two two ounces looks like. And I or a on the upside, definitely You're hit welcome. up Chelsea's bar if you have a you certain have amount to of spend money. You only money on exactly. one drink, and I got you, kid. If you want a budget, holy shit, go to Che Che's bar. So apparently, I'm what's wrong with inventory. Never hire me, no. New York. No, that's it. No, no, no. Like to hire me, hire me. Make me use Great. a jigger is all I'm a saying. Jigger, jigger. All right, so. <laughs> Yeah. Well, anyway, so we're going to circle back to hereditary <laughs> because, holy what? crap, I really don't feel well. I don't I, feel well. We were so sick to our stomachs leaving that. I'm not okay with it. I was fully involved in, like, the family tragedy aspect. I was just weeping. You were, you were weeping. I was just crying And I was time. sitting next to a girl who had tuberculosis. She was actively dying. Who was actively I coughing up physical lungs of hers. See, I, did, I wasn't quite sure if maybe she was hired by the producers <laughs> to, <laughs> to, fuck with to actually be the horror film in real life. But like, when I, I say I thought at one point Pammy was going to climb into my seat to get away from her, I have never snuggled so close to my best friend in a movie ever. But it was like the hawking, the coughing, deep, the deep, like the vibrating, the like where you know stuff is coming up in her like mouth as she coughs. stay the fuck home. Go home. Like, you're sick. You're sick. You don't Seek help. Like, or, or sit in like the top corner of the theater or, or down in front. Or see a, a 5 p.m. showing on a Monday night. Ricola. Oh, so Ricola. I'm maybe suggesting. Ricola. Ricola and a hot tea. But maybe not the popcorn. I literally could not, I was more, I think I was more scared of her than the movie. But I anyway, so. I, um, it's, it was really the most terrifying film I've seen in a while, and I'm not mm -hmm. okay with it. And it was surprising, too, because, like, it, you, don't, you don't feel like you're in a horror film until 
it's too late and it's like it's under your skin and you're in it and then you're like oh my god I'm not gonna sleep for four days if any of you have seen mother it's very much the same pace of mother to where it like it's like so wonderfully seduces you into the terror that oh my god yeah, you leave just feeling sick. I don't feel like I still don't feel well, and like I was like I don't really I didn't like the scenes in the in the dark rooms, Mm-mm. and I didn't like that that last scene with the Mm-mm. the crawling. Whatever I didn't was like that. that. I didn't There's like just that at all. Figures I didn't, everywhere. I didn't like it, and then like I think I was like I was a little confused at the end, and like I you know I need to you know what we gotta go see, see it, it again. again. We have to see it again because I. Was a little distracted with the, um, the clothing. I would also say the I death girl. poured a, a large amount also of Jack Daniels into our both of coats. our cherry cokes. <laughs> and I it's definitely the only way to watch a movie. You have to have a cherry coke I, with some whiskey in I it. I would maybe for this one cut back on like, you know, not half of that bottle. Per, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh for sure. Maybe for just sure. a little. Maybe I we drink less of the cherry. Maybe we don't have to decimate half of the cherry coke and fill it back up. With I Jack. I I've never guzzled soda in my life, and I did it last night. Maybe that's why. You're maybe sick. that's why I don't feel good. <laughs> maybe that's why. It's not the girl with TB, and it wasn't the movie. Thousand grams of sugar uh, you pumped into your. Plus, oh Jack God. is like the sweetest bourbon. Whatever. Maybe you know what we solved it. That's why I don't feel good. Maybe G and T's for the movies. I don't know. G and T's at the movies. (laughs) And we've just changed the podcast name again. (laughs) Coming at ya. Um, I will say I think Tony Collette. If she does, she needs to get nominated for an Oscar. I'm sorry. I know we hold horror movies in a low regard, but I'm sorry. No way. That was when she is at the dinner table and freaks out at her son. It is. It is powerful. It is one of the. It, it was something that, else. But even him clapping back at her, I was like, "Oh, Tony, don't go there! Don't go there! Don't I go there!" I was. I. 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 I is mm. what I had to say. I. 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 I was just like, "Oh, fuck!" Everything about that movie was so good. I have to see it again. But it's hard to not talk really about it because yeah, it revolves around one thing. So the spoiler yeah. alert is really wicked if we give it out. And that's a great spoiler. Oh, my God. I would never give that up. I still don't fully understand it. Maybe Yeah, I just have to go see it again. We just have to see it again. I just have to see it again. All right. Well, anything else? Bachelorette, baby. Bachelorette. We're in it. Mm, couple in episodes it. in. We have two, we're two episodes behind. Ooh, we're slowly catching up. drama starting. If it wasn't four hours apiece, we'd be fully caught we'd up. We'd be fully caught not. up, but we're not. I'm sorry. And there's some drama. We still don't know the guy's that names blue yet. sequin dress, though. Oh, oh my God. God. Yeah, the dresses ABC. that ABC is giving her, they're shutting it down damn like that's honestly kind of i would love to be the bachelorette just for the wardrobe i just want to go in there and see what i can wear right is that bad no be like guys i'm, I'm really here for the right reasons i'm just here for the clothes p.s <laughs> and by right reasons i mean sequin gowns stylist every morning oh my god can you just do my makeup sipping and hair? champagne all day and looking fabulous oh, yes. i also just want chris very i just want chris harrison so bad <laughs> Fuck the rest. Like, whatever. I can't believe Eligible it. suitors, my ass. I can't it's Chris. It. Divorced for a few years now. Let's oh my go. gosh. I mean, 
Chris, maybe I'm just waiting for him to be, the, be next, the next. That's contestant. what I think. I think Chris would be the next bachelor. He's like, fuck no, I'm not putting this. Like, I know crazy. how crazy y'all are. Get the fuck out of here. Like, There's you no way. Sad people. Oh my god. Well, uh, I'll yeah. just tell you real quick what's in the drink. Uh, oh yes, yes. Because you know that whole flavor of the week thing. I continue to. It's suck all right. On. It still says on the website, blame Chelsea. No, I'm develop. <laughs> I'm developing the flavors. Oh, okay. Uh, so this is just very easy. Plymouth gin, uh-huh. which is like between, I'd say, taste-wise, like a Hendrix and a Bombay Sapphire. So you get that nice botanical juniper bite, but it's still very smooth, easy to drink and blend like Hendrix. Uh, and we got uh, some grapefruit San Pellegrino. Mm, my oh, favorite. Oh, my God, it's so good. Uh, and Pammy threw, uh, threw in some apricot juice for the mix. I, I think really it's like apricot juice. It's Cerez or Cerez or however you want to call it. And they make all types of juices, like Box the juices, juices that you don't think exist, mm-hmm. but they do. And they're the best, and I always had apricot juice in the summer. I would like to the then summer. say, what juices don't I think exist now? What juices? What? what? Do they do like blueberry juice? Juices. I just juices. said juices, Yo, by the, the way. Juices. I need to put this drink down. You are it is literally my you're guzzling. It's apricot juice. I love Listen, it. Listen, you get real loose, so these notes just flow out of you. Oh, shit. It's going to um, be This is a. We're just going to jump right in here, too, because... Um, Pamela, we it's this is kind of a nice pattern, as random as the chalice of choice is, because I feel like I always get, we've mentioned this before, like I always get the real quick people, and then you have these <laughs> fucking ten page, One, two, three, scrolls of time. Six. Seven, eight, nine. It's nine pages. Oh, can back I talk about my, my my physical change? Oh my god, yes. Chelsea does not look how she used to look like. Uh, I am not how I look in my black and white photo, not which no is normal brown hair. Not no more. Uh, I turned thirty-one whoop, in my whoop. hashtag for this year because last year it was thirty, flirty, and thirsty, <laughs> and Lord, did I fulfill that? Oh, well, there and it is. this year it's thirty-one and having fun. Thirty-one and having fun. Hashtag having fun. boom. Uh, so I went to dye my hair purple like four days ago, royally screwed that up because I don't know how to bleach and dye and make it pretty. I mean, who does, to be honest? Exactly. Just, yeah. So I it did it. Uh, I messed it up and had about like two inches of roots that were my original <laughs> color. The rest was this like bright pink magenta. So then I bought dark, uh, this is all splat hair dye. I love them for colors. Uh, and then I got this like deep midnight amethyst and just sort of lightly rubbed it over. Came out really great. Looks real good. Super purple hair. And then I got my septum pierced, oh, the middle man. of my nose. Oh, it was yeah. not bad at all. Hurt less than getting my ear pierced. Uh, I went playing to with it now. Don't I'm play with it. I'm playing with it. I can't help it. Oh, God, don't um, play with it. I went to Jules 32 in St. Mark's Place, and my <laughs> just throwing fantastic out piercer named Jose was rad as shit. I was, like, freaking out right when he, like, got the needle, and he's like, do you need a minute? And I'm like, yes, I need a minute. And he's like, oh, it's okay. I was freaking out with mine, too. And I was like, oh, thank God that you're not just sitting here judging me, which, of course, he probably was. Naturally, they have to. That's part of their job. I was a big job. baby, and yeah. the whole paper was, like, drenched in my butt sweat, which is always a good look. Oh. Like, okay. literally two cheeks and no, then I got it. the little, like, nope, boop. thank you. That's, I, I was wow. anatomically correct on on the sheet. It was I give you ridiculous. props for saying that out loud. Not only ridiculous. saying that out loud, but saying well, it out loud right now. I got this ethnic booty. Like, there's not That's much fair. I can do about that. But, yeah, if anyone's thinking about getting your septum pierced, do it. It's super rewarding. And Jules32 on St. Mark's Place is rad as shit. Oh, my God, I just saw your nail polish, and oh, it's great. Yeah, thanks for that. 
neon pink on the toes. It's mm-hmm. fucking rad. We got neon pink on my toes, and we got neon purple, purple on, on the our hair. hair. That's it. We're covering all bases. All here. right, and now I'm gonna shut the fuck up. Who we got this week? I, you know what? It doesn't even matter because I'm fucking wasted. Like, <laughs> how can you serve me a and drink like this? Sydney <laughs> the pooch is gonna take this episode, ladies. How can and you do this to me? Mm. All right, so. Last week, if you guys remember, we, uh, uh, we, I didn't know such thing. I picked out Carol M. Bundy, and because I was silly and couldn't remember when I said the Sunset Killers, Sunset Strip Killers, I was like, who's that? I don't know. But then immediately when I looked it up, I was like, oh, these motherfuckers. I was like, bitch, I know you know these people. Yeah, I was like, these guys. So, um,. So, again, it's a, um, not again, because if you don't know this, it was a uh, boyfriend-girlfriend duo. Um, so, clearly, we're all about uh, the ladies on this all podcast. All about the ladies. We're all about the ladies. So, I'm going to give you a little information on him, but a lot of information on her. Um, yeah, really bizarre and fucking fucked up. So, here we go. I'm so excited. It's happening. So, um, so uh, Carol Bundy was born Carol Mary Peters on August 26th, 1942 in Los Angeles, California. Beautiful. She was the second child of Charles and Gladys Peters. Um, very common theme throughout this podcast. She had uh, a terrible, mm. terrible childhood. For all of you that had shitty, abusive childhoods and didn't murder, <laughs> good we for you. applaud you. Good on you. Good well on done. you. Um, they were uh, both uh, terribly abusive alcoholics. Um, her, her father, Charles, moved his family from town to town while he worked as a movie theater technician. Oh. And Gladys was a hairdresser who had um, one time uh, was a stand-in for tap dancing star Ruby Keeler. That's amazing. Which I thought was fun. I used to tap dance and I kind of liked it. Damn, it's a shame they were assholes. I like it. Yeah, right? We got a movie theater dad. We got a hairdressing mom. I feel like it would be kind of fun. But they were fucking dick faces. Artists. So when Carol was only eight years old... Gladys, her mother, decided mm-hmm. to cut Carol out of her life for unknown reasons. Oh. One day, Carol comes home from school. She's eight years old. I just want to say this again. An eight-year-old little girl comes home from school and realizes she can't open the door to her house. Wait, what year is this around? 19... So, she, so she was born in 1942, oh, so, so like it's 1950. probably 1950 right now. <gasps> what? She comes home from school. She can't open the door. And she becomes hysterical because she You're can't come old. home. She can't enter her house. Um, her father then intervenes and lets Carol in. Thanks, Dad. But after that day, Gladys pretends that Carol basically is non-existent. So she, like, locked her out of the house. And then the fact that she came back in, she just completely ignored her for the rest of her time. What happened? Right. Is there any, like, sexual abuse mentioned? Oh, we're not there yet. We're not there yet. Because I'm wondering. Um, Gladys was excessively um, beating both of her daughters. um, And Carol's sister is named Vicky. So it's Vicky and Carol. Vicky and Carol. Yes. So according to Vicky, um, there was one incident 
where Gladys was going buck wild on Carol, beating her with a belt around her face and her body. And Carol just sat there and read her comic book. I mean, I ain't gonna get in the middle of that mom. And Vicky always thought how ridiculous it was that this little girl, her bigger sister, was remaining in complete control of the situation by just sitting down and just taking it. Jesus. <laughs> like, okay. Moving on. Jesus. <sighs> Carol was only 14 when her mother died. And on the Thank night... God. On the night... Oh, no. I don't know oh, if you want to... I don't know. Because on I the night... On the night of her mother's death, um, Charles, her father, oh, told Dad. Carol and Vicky that they would have to take the place of their mother. So maybe if, this is why you get locked out of the house at eight because your dad is saying some creepy shit when you're at school. So the two sisters were terrified because clearly they had some kind of inkling of what was about to happen. So they ended up playing some sort of game to see who would go first. Oh my gosh. So Vicky was 11 years old and she lost the game and was first introduced to oral sex. Yep, it's happening. We're in the story. Um, and then it was, of course, Carol's turn. So this abuse uh, would continue on for nearly a year until their father got remarried. This is the worst game ever. This is terrible. I feel like I'm always the one who gets really you fucked get up nasty awful shit. Lies. So during the abuse period, Carol would run naked throughout the streets and would start sexual relationship with high school boys and school bus drivers. That's normal. I mean, in her world, I guess, right? So later when she was um, psychologically evaluated after whatever happens, happens, um, she never had one negative thing to say about her father. And the only abuse that she remembered was the instance the first instance and the last instance, and that's it. Thank you, Brain, by the way, for just saying Blacking no, out. No, 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 we're not you're gonna remember good. this. We're not gonna remember this at all. Just we're not be gonna remember angry this about at all. it later. Yeah, just be angry about it. Take it out on other people. <laughs> just kill people. Just whatever. Um, when her father got remarried, the abuse didn't stop. Um, on the reg <laughs> is what I literally well, wrote down. Keep it casual. On the reg, he called her fat and stupid. Carol came home one day to find the family's cat dead on the ground with blood everywhere and a shotgun next to it. Her father then walked in and told her that he wanted to kill the entire family, but his new wife wrestled the gun away from him before he shot her first, which was the initial plan. It was to annihilate the entire family, shoot the wife first, then the children, then the cat. So instead... Probably himself, too, afterwards. Cat. Just the cat. And then they were sent to Michigan to live with their grandmother. So then her father called her back again. Oh, shit. So to get away from the fucking craziness of her household, yes, please. she marries a man by the name of Leonard. Leonard! Who is 56 years old. So her dad. Excellent. Hmm. Yeah, that's that. Also a 56 alcoholic like her dad. Correct. And wanted her to prostitute herself. Okay. Yep. So again, never should have even just left her dad for this yeah. creep. Yeah, well, you know. So so Next then slide. she meets Richard Geis, who's a 32-year-old, 
However, he writes pornography and sci-fi. So well, I guess that's not bad. That's not terrible. That's right. You're right. You're Ooh, right. It's not. I bet that's some sexy sci-fi. I mean, I mean... spaceballs. Oh. <laughs> Don't tempt me with a fun side. There it is. Um, so Richard apparently was very uh, loving and kind, and he highly encouraged Carol to start writing. And she had some success when a mainstream magazine published her short story. Oh, I like Richard. However, she quit writing when she was only 12 pages into her novel. But that's okay. At least she you started a novel. I understand that. Inspiration dies. I get it. It's all right. You know, what are you Next gonna... time. Exactly. So, in 1962, Carol's father hung himself. Thank God. I mean, Bye. Finally. After this... Carol began experimenting sexually with both men and women. All right. So if a man hurt her, she would have a fling with a woman, and then if that woman would hurt her, she'd Ooh, go I back like to this. a man. She would just, like you know, ping pong. ebb and flow, right. ebb and flow. So all of the while, she was married to Richard, and Richard was apparently okay with it. Well, he's um, open. He writes porn. Yeah, exactly. He's, exactly. he's like, I understand what this is. Why not? So they moved to Oregon and beautiful state. I know, right? Not bad, not bad. And instead of offering to pay for counseling for Carol, um, since he was fully aware of, of what was that there was something a little off with her, I guess, he offered to pay for her to go to nursing school. Oh my god. So she attended nursing school in Santa Monica and became a qualified nurse in nineteen sixty eight. Okay, Carol. Beautiful. Um, but then Richard and Carol divorced for reasons that I couldn't find, but they remained friendly, apparently. So that's maybe it nice. was just an amicable, you know, you know, that's fine. Richard was, like, preparing her... For life. For, yeah, <laughs> for, like, to be her own lover. Correct, correct. It was, this is very nice, it's very nice. So, Carol then m- marries a man by the name of Grant Bundy, hence Carol, Carol Bundy, Bundy. Uh, who was also a nurse... And together they had two sons. One of them was Ted. I'm kidding. That's not true. <laughs> I mean, I would kept how looking, being like, how is there mean? no relation? Because it's kind of the same time period, yes. too. So it's just really weird. So hold on, I'm taking a sip of my drink, which is probably a really bad idea. Guzzle, guzzle. Oh, Jesus Christ. It's delicious. Okay. So unfortunately, Grant didn't really turn out so well and became verbally and physically abusive. And when Carol's eyesight began to severely deteriorate, it became even worse. In 1979, Carol uh, fled with her two sons to a shelter for battered women. Oh, my Lord. She's out. See you later. I'm taking my kids. Well, that's Goodbye. great. She's like, I'm not having you do to my kids what my father did to me. Bye. See you later. Um, so two weeks after that, Carol and her boys moved into Valerio Gardens. That sounds fancy, but I doubt it was. is an apartment complex in Van Nuys, California. Okay, we're back in Cali. So her boys are now nine and five. And um, we're back in California. Wait, we and went we're back to Oregon, in Cali- California. Yeah, well, she did nursing school in Santa Monica. Gotcha. So we're Perfect. in California. Oh, okay, word. So the Valerio Gardens is managed by a couple by the name of Jeanette and Jack Murray. Jack Murray hailed from Australia and had dreams of becoming a country music star. Okay. I mean, why not to each his own? I like it. Do it. Australian twang. I'd listen to that. I mean, if he has got a banjo, I'm down. Yikes. So now Jeanette is fully aware of her husband's wandering eye, if you will. 
but he normally falls for blonde women with long legs. Whoop! Look out, Pammy! <laughs> Carol Bundy, however, was the complete opposite. So she turned a blind eye when her husband kept fixing things in Carol's apartment. Interesting. So this is kind of... Don't I, we all have those relationships where we're like, I'm just not going to look at this. I'm just not going to fucking figure it out. sip my drink. I'm going to ignore it. I'm going to ignore it. So, I like this part of the story. Jack Murray is a 45-year-old aspiring country music star who is very kind and never seems busy enough to help a tenant in need. Hmm. Especially a homely single mother of two who was a nurse and was suffering from severe cataracts. He would drive her to the Social Security office and declared her legally blind, which meant that that brought in an extra $620 a month well, for her and her two sons. Thank you, sir. And I'm sure $620 in 1979 is That's great. probably about 1000 bucks a month. A singer and a gentleman. Thank you. After that, um, Murray took her to the optometrist to get her fitted for glasses, letting her live without her white cane. While this is happening... Carol is falling so hard well, for Jack. Yeah. <laughs> so hard. Oh, he reminds me of Richard. I mean, the he's nice just husband. being nice. Um, however, she did make the mistake of telling Jack where her safety deposit box was, Shit. and he ended up stealing some money from her. <laughs> well, but mm, give I mean, a little, take a little. It's a relationship. It's neither here nor there. Exactly. It's neither here nor there. Hard times, um, hard times. So head over heels in love with Jack. She continuously clogs her toilets, her drains, and her apartments to get Jack to come in and fix. And as you all are expecting it, they soon begin to shack up. Oh, so he brings in that long snake and unclogs her drain. Oh, wow. <laughs> oh, fuck. If all of you just want to continue listening just for Pamela, you may leave comments and I'll just slowly I don't leave. even know. I don't even think I want to continue after that, to be honest with you. <laughs> Isn't that like... Isn't that the thing? No, I get it. No, we get it. There's no reason to, like, go back and describe what just happened. You know, like, like when it's a it. fireman no, situation, I mean, we get it. like, ooh, ooh you're put hose. out my fire. Yeah, oh, okay. Okay, that's enough. I that's, should stop drinking. That's far enough. That's gone far enough. <laughs> um, so they shack up, um, but Jack refuses to give up his family for Carol. Well, long story. Um, in October of the same year, 1979, Carol <laughs> Carol then offers Jack's wife $1,500 to just disappear. <laughs> Wait! <laughs> Wait a minute! He's like, hold on a second. I got... Woman to woman. Woman to woman. Right fucking now. I'm looking you in the eyes. Yo, I got 1500 bucks. <laughs> Leave your Big family. Big ones. <laughs> Bitch, ditch out. <laughs> what, what year is it? It's in the 50s? No, 79. Oh, seven, we're, yeah. oh, my God. Yeah. 1500. Here's what I'm talking about. Puerto Rico. <laughs> Beachfront. Go. Live the rest of your life. Like, go. Open up a hotel. On $1,500. You'll crush it in the future <laughs> when no one gives them electricity. Trust me. Back up on those generators. Oh, my God. I can't. Like, could you imagine? I'd be like, uh... You know what? what? I sincerely think you could. It wouldn't. It have to be more than fifteen hundred. I think you could buy me out of love for fifteen hundred dollars. No, oh. I mean like it oh. have to be an appropriate amount. I was like, ooh, that's that's because I have to weigh in like what security am I getting through my current partner? That's fair. Uh, I don't have like all of this. 
I, I, I don't know. I think a condo in another country, possibly in Greece, on the Mediterranean, oh, for life, could buy me out of life. I would be like, you know what? Eight billion people, I can find another one. I, I can find another one. Good for one. you, man. But not $1,500. No, way more. Okay, way more, more than that. Okay, got it. He got makes it, me got laugh. It. Okay, that's great. Um, <laughs> so, as, Carol's balls as we're all thinking, um, Jeanette, who's Jack's wife, clearly says, go fuck yourself. Oh, Janet. And um, Jack then orders her to um, get off of the property. Leave. Wait. Get a new apartment. Jack. And leave. Bye. Well, Come on. I mean, he's had it up to here. <laughs> I'd say that's had some, it up to sir. Here. He's had it up to here. Um, now, Jack would often perform at a Western bar in Burbank called the Little Nashville. Oh. And just because Jack told her to get lost doesn't mean she's going to stop seeing him. Well, no. Naturally. I mean, getting lost was more for the wife's company. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They, they put her up in, like, an adjacent apartment. Correct. Complex. Correct. So two months later, on December 28th, 1979, at the Little Nashville, while Carol was enraptured by Jack's musical capabilities, a young, dashing man takes her eye named Doug Clark. And I need it a little bit better go. than Doug, I think. Well, <laughs> but this is all we got. It's about to get better. What's Mr. Clark going to bring to the table? So I will say before I do this tiniest backstory on him, Almost immediately after meeting, they move in together. So that's always a good start to any relationship I've personally experienced. Like, there are some people who say that, like, it was the next day they moved in together. Yeah, like and then that. there are some where it's, like, two weeks later. No, I like still, the next day. Two weeks I is like facts. fucking crazy. So, a little backstory. Um, Doug was raised in a military family, constantly moving around. It's always healthy. He was born in 1948. As a teenager, he started having sex very early on. That's my dad's birthday. And, well, that's Dad. Lovely. Um, But the thing is, is that because his dad was, I believe, in the Air Force, and his mother was probably raising the rest of mm-hmm. his children, if they, he had any siblings, I'm not actually sure, to be honest, but he had basically no supervision whatsoever. Okay. So he was just doing whatever he wanted mm-hmm. at an early age, whatever. Live life. So he would have sex very uh, at a really young age, and he would then brag to his friends about it. Um, he would often audio record his sexual conquests and then play them back to his friends, like the moaning and the groaning. Oh, I bet he was so authentic during uh, those well, fucking times. Whatever. Um, he enlisted in the Air Force, and then he was honorably discharged. He drifted around for years until he found a job in Burbank, California as the boiler operator at the Jurgens Soap Factory. Okay. So, you know, we all like to give each other nicknames. We yep. like to give each other titles, you know, yeah. cool things. Well, his title to himself oh, God. was... Okay, um, maybe not to ourselves, though. The King of One Night Stands. You know what? And then you come up with such a beauty like that, and no. I'm like, you get to name yourself. You get it. You get you it. You clever, clever boy. Um, he was very handsome. He was charming, educated, and clearly was well-versed in the ladies. He would yeah. often sprinkle French phrases into his sentences while seducing women the on the dance floor. of one night stand. Where is your crown? <laughs> Where is your throne? Sit on it. Where is your crown? I need it. I need it. So... I believe at this time Carol is 37 and Doug is now 31. Okay. So 
they're pretty damn smitten with each other. Um, and they start opening up to each other, just like all new lovers do. Well, thank God they're living together. <laughs> just all new lovers do. And they start telling each other their most deepest, their most secret sexual fantasies. Oh, this is going to get so good. So the LA Times quoted Carol in saying, It was a situation that started out as a fantasy, just got badly out of hand. Just out, just out of hand. Got too excited. I literally wrote, so here we go. Yes! (laughs) The summer of 1980 gets real weird. Yes! (laughs) So Doug would start bringing hookers back to their hotel room Mm. to have sex with both himself and Carol. That's nice. But Doug felt so comfortable with Carol that he opened up even more and shared his interest in an 11-year-old girl. Too comfortable. Who they would often see roller skating in their neighborhood. It's too comfortable. So Carol then helped lure in this little girl into their hotel room for sexual games and lewd photography. Um, With Carol showing no disgust towards any of this, um, Doug begins telling Carol more things. Oh my God, but at the end of the day, why would she? This was her life. This, I mean, this. She probably doesn't this see is not anything weird. wrong this with this. This is not weird. <gasps> so he tells her that, um, he goes a little deeper into his fantasy and tells Carol how much he'd love to kill a girl um, during sex and persuaded Carol to buy two pistols under her name. One for him, one for her. You know, like matching towels kind of thing. I have to close my mouth. I'm sorry. <laughs> Um, he then goes even deeper into his darkest, deepest sexual Come fantasy. Come on, Doug! And says his ultimate fantasy no. is to kill a woman during sex in order to feel her vagina contracting during her death spasms. Wow. <laughs> oh. Now, if that doesn't get more specific, I don't know what does. But it's, okay, this is going to make me sound really awful, but, like, I can get, that's so specific. I'm like, I get that. It is so specific. It's mainly because he used the term woman and not girl that I'm like, oh, thank God. Well, that's fair. Well, to be honest, I don't know if he actually said woman or if it was just female in general. Just in general. Just a vagina. Oh, yeah. God. So, Carol's what? like, I'm in it. I'm going to get it. Carol's, Carol's like, I get you. Right here with you, bro. I got you. I got me and oh, you. Me and fucking you. So, mind you, all of what I'm about to say happens within, like, three months. So this is the summer of 1980. Dates don't really matter because it's three months. So June 11th, (laughs) Doug came home one night and told Carol that he met and picked up two teenagers, Gina Nerano, who was 15 years old, and Cynthia Chandler, who was 16 years old. I'm so sorry, ladies. The two were stepsisters who vanished from Huntington Beach en route Mm. to meeting friends. He then told Carol that he murdered them. Oh. He had ordered them to perform oral sex on him and then shot them in the head while he climaxed. Before dumping their bodies near the Ventura Freeway by Griffith Park. Oh, no! Looks Going back for a seance. He stored their bodies in a storage unit to then use however he wanted to use them for. Correct. 
if you're talk if you're thinking of a word that begins with the letter N and ends with acrophilia, <laughs> you are on the correct. Doug, page. you are so disappointing. So finally, you know, Carol says that's enough. <laughs> Carol's like, I draw the gosh darn line. See the sand? See the line I'm drawn? It's this is dead it. bodies. This babe. is it. So, oh, that's just a text message on my phone. And by phone, I mean computer. So don't think that. We're going to ignore that. Um, so Carol says, I've had enough. I'm drawing a line in the sand, and I'm going to call the police. Oh! She calls the police. What? She calls the police. And she confesses that she has very important information regarding the two young girls who were found on the highway. But she refuses to give the police any details regarding Doug and ultimately hangs up the phone. <laughs> Wait, okay. So she, we're okay with the 11-year-old. So I guess they never killed, they the never actually killed anybody together. Yet. Yet. Yes. So, so far we're just ruining children's lives, sure. sending them back out on the street. They're sure. not telling anyone because they're terrified. And she's like, we, we will ruin and rape but we're not killing. We're not killing We're anybody. not killing them. No, 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 no. Yes. It's nice to have... Boundaries. Boundaries. It's real nice. Um, so after the murders of Gina and Cynthia, he told Carol that if either of them were apprehended, he would take the blame so that Carol would remain unscathed. Thanks. I don't know. <laughs> Thanks. There's a part of me that doesn't want to trust him for some reason. So 12 days after the murder of the two teenagers, Doug kills again, but this time Carol doesn't call the police. This time it was two prostitutes, Karen Jones, 24 years old from oh. Arkansas, and Exe Wilson, 20 years old from Arkansas. Karen was found with a bullet hole in her head and Exe was found behind the back of a Burbank steakhouse with no head. Wow! So, oh, Doug... Oh, we just put the accelerator down, <laughs> didn't we, Doug? Doug brings Exe's head back to the house with him and puts it in the fridge. For, la for later. I guess one does. Mm. I mean, casual. Duh. Hello. Hi, honey. I'm home. No big deal. Putting dinner in the fridge. So, um, Carol, remember, has sons, and they're around. Um, however, <laughs> when this happens, they were visiting relatives um, the day after the murders of Exy and Karen. So, while the sons are out, um, Doug takes the head out of the fridge, puts it on the kitchen counter, and orders Carol to freshen the face up. Carol later recalls, we had a lot of fun with her. I was making her up like a Barbie with makeup. <laughs> Doug, <laughs> Doug then takes the made up head into the shower with him. <laughs> but that fresh paint job. I mean. The mascara is getting don't you dare make jokes like that. So, yup. Um, two days after having the head in their fridge, <laughs> you get um, this. this is so funny. They um, diligently scrub it clean, wraps it in a pink shirt 
that says Daddy's Girl on it and puts it into a very ornate box, dumping it in a Hollywood alleyway on June 27th. Yo, someone went in that box like, I'm about to score the best hat ever. Mm -mm. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. Took the hat, left the head. Mm -mm. (laughs) Mm Mm-mm. So, um... Three days oh. after that, a group of snake hunters, which is okay. the worst job ever. I I'm don't, also sorry about that. Why would you do that? <laughs> well, I feel like they're why good, do you right? Wanna... They hunt the snakes? I don't know. I don't, why? Like, why? Like, why? I hate fucking snakes. Sammy if you don't remember, episode, what was it, 11? <laughs> episode 11, snakes on a canoe. I fucking have a huge phobia of snakes. Do you know why? Because think of their fucking anatomy. Their face backs. They have face and then back. And that's it. Face back. They have a whole vertebrae. They even have like leg a bones back. from evolution. No, 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 no. Oh my God, I'm nah. so glad there's snakes in this scene. No, nah, I can't. Um, so these snake Ugh. hunters um, <laughs> near Silmar find a decomposing body of a 17-year-old Marnette Corner of a Sacramento runaway. Okay. So her body seemed to have been there for three weeks um, with a bullet wound to the head, marking this the first victim of Doug and possibly Carol's. Got it. So she's, just because she wasn't found Mm -hmm. in time, but three weeks must be the first. So Doug is also believed to have killed another young girl who was discovered on July 25th, but she remains unidentified. Two weeks later, another Jane Doe is found, partially dismembered by wild animals, and was found in the Fernwood area near Malibu. Great. So a full month goes by, and no murders are happening. That's good. Taking a break. I guess. It's hot. It's hot. It's California. It's August. It's hot. We're staying inside. Um, However... Carol still frequents the little Nashville uh, bar to ogle her most favorite man, Jack Murray. Um, and forever, and forever his music. Strong. She loves him. Um, after he performs one night, um, and also often many nights, they would, you know, have some drinks at the bar, yeah, catch, catch up. up, talk about what's going on. But, you know, naturally, after a few cocktails, lips begin to get loose. Oh, dear. Carol would then start telling Jack about what her and Doug were up to. Don't, Carol. (laughs) Don't. Jack becomes increasingly alarmed and threatens to phone the police. Don't also do that, Jack. Carol was having none of that. So she seduced him in the parking lot of the bar into his van. And on August 5th, after they boned in said van, Carol kills Jack. Carol, no! She shot him in the head, then stabbed him nine times, Carol and was then done. slashed his bum. Carol, it was over, I think, the first but, one. But, to make sure the evidence was out of the car, she took Jack's head with her. But, she left the shell casings of the bullets in said van. Alright, so we're just dumb at this point. I don't even... Listen... She's she's trying. She's We're acting trying. real impulsively, Carol. She's trying hard. She's, she's all you doing have to what do she is seduce him. Because then, if he ever calls the police, you're like, well, if he was that scared of me, why did why do I have his DNA inside me? Oh yeah, nice. That's nice. how you yeah. get him. Uh-huh. 
Yeah, well, she did the, she did the other Now way. who are you going to go listen to at the bar? On Friday nights. Friday nights, Carol! She's got to find other plans now. Oh, shit. So apparently when Carol gets back home that night, she tells Doug that she brought Jack home with her. <laughs> and Doug gets really angry Lol. because he doesn't like him. Um, but then she just starts cracking up oh, and doesn't understand. And Doug gets angry because he doesn't understand why Carol's laughing. <laughs> so what she does is she takes the garbage bag that she's holding in her hand and raises it up. And they break out into like a hysterical fit I of mean. laughter. LMFAO on my end. LOL. Hilarious. Someone call his Because I brought him home with a... Oh, my God. That's some dark humor. So, since Carol wasn't a pro at this whole murder thing, she quickly cracked under the pressure and told her fellow nurses about her and Doug's doings and her killing Jack Murray. Her co-workers immediately called the police. Yes, nurses. They care for people. They, this is what they Fuck. do. So when Carol was called in, she was quick to confess. <laughs> this, this, is is what I did. this is what I did. This is what I did. A search warrant for their house was uh, that was initially, um, uh, you know. Issued? Thank you. Thank you very much. Um, they find homemade child porn from the 11-year-old neighbor. Great. And... Um, Oh, uh, a lot of, like, snuff toys and stuff like that. And three pairs of panties that would later belong to three of the previous victims. House is chock full of goods. Fucking dumbass. Where's the head? So, Doug was arrested at his workplace four days later. That's embarrassing. And police found one of their guns at Doug's job in the boiler room, which resulted in the bullets left behind at the crime scene. That is a thorough search. Right? And that they could then be connected. The gun and the bullet Mm -hmm. could then be connected. That's excellent. So, on August 13th, Carol was charged with the murder of Jack Murray and one of the unknown victims who she confessed to being a part of. Okay. A quote about Jack Murray's killing. Can't wait! From Carol. Thank God. Quote, When they discovered Jack Murray's body, and I want to make sure this perfectly clear, because Doug didn't do Jack. I did Jack. That he was in no way involved in Jack Murray things. So, hang him on his own stuff, don't hang him on mine. End quote. She's so punny. <laughs> Doug didn't do Jack. I did Jack. That's kind of good. I mean, he didn't do Jack. Here's the thing that's sad is that I don't think she knows she's <laughs> no being punny. Shit, she doesn't know at all. She doesn't think she's punny at all. Carol, you are punny as shit right there. Damn. Uh, when she was detained for Murray's murder, police started asking her questions regarding the other murders. I say, quote, okay, the two sisters were called the twins because they were sisters. The brunette girl, the 15-year-old, she didn't have a chance to even be aware of what was going on because it was bang, bang, end quote. So, Carol, let me talk about um, you have the right to remain silent. Anything you say can and will be held against She's you. She's like, no, 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 I gotta get this out. I gotta She's get this like, out. She's like, no, it's been sitting on me for oh, a month. I gotta, I gotta say it all. It's I gotta say it July. All. I gotta say I'm it. going insane. It's August 13th. It's, it's August. August. I can't do it. It's been two months. I'm losing my shit. Losing it. And no friends. So, in total, Doug was charged with six murders. 
At the trial, these are my favorite people. He decided to act as his own lawyer. Those are my favorite people. I think that'd be me, honestly. I love when people like, do that. You're I got like, it. I got this. I <laughs> got it. No, 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 no. Seriously. Y'all don't know law. You don't know me. I know I law. know me. I know me. I know law. I got this. <laughs> so, in court. Here's what's up. He also admitted to having a sexual relationship with a 13-year-old who babysat Carol's sons. So he's we're already off to a rough so start. I'm, ta- I'm going to be. You know what? The law is the law is truth, and you I'm going to lay I'm it out. I'm all about honesty. I'm all about the truth, and I'm going to go. I'm not guilty because I'm telling you the truth. I'm not guilty. <laughs> so acting in his own defense, he then blames the whole thing on Carol and Jack Murray. That goes a bit against what we uh, talked about before, Doug. Portraying himself as a complete idiot, and that since the guns were in Carol's name, clearly the murders were her fault. Well, yeah. Naturally. Needless to say, the jury didn't buy any of that. What? And he was sentenced to death on January 28th, 1983. Six counts of first-degree murder with special circumstances, quote-unquote, Plus one count each of attempted murder, mayhem, and mutilating, mutilating human remains. Oh my god, mayhem is an actual charge. <gasps> you mayhem. can sentence someone for mayhem? That sounds so badass. Sounds like what like Harley Quinn would get. Right. So Doug Clark is still on death row in oh, California. Oh thank god, because I was going to see if he could represent me when I get charged for murdering everybody. And to this day, he still denies everything. I bet he does. He's like, nah, that was Jack. Not me. It was Jack. I know the truth. It was Jack. Doug. <laughs> Doug, we're going to need you to shut the fuck up. So Carol initially initially thought to plead insanity for yes. the murder of Jack Murray. I vote, yes. And the Jane Doe. But then she reverses her plea yes. and admits that she removed his head in order to get rid of the ballistic evidence. So on this plea, she bargained in return um, of her testimony against Doug she receives a 52-year 50, to life sentence. That's a deal? That's the deal. Because, bitch, you know you're just going to sit on death row ain't nobody killing you for a while. But she's not even on death row. She's just sentenced to life. Because she would have been sentenced to death if she hadn't taken the deal? She would have been on death row with him. Yeah. So, okay. I guess it's better to, like, just have life than be on death row because then you can, like, definitely die even though they, like, don't kill people. I don't know. It takes forever to kill people. So... Um, uh, on December 9th, 2003, Carol dies of heart failure. Um, oh. so some say she's the victim of a manipulative and sadistic partner, and some say that she was the mastermind behind everything and needed Doug to blame for the crimes. Uh, I'm gonna more say the first one, and she's just a huge product of life. That's true. Um, however, I'm going to end with a quote. I God, God, I hope so. From Car- you guys know how I love my quotes. I love quotes. <clears throat> it's fun to kill people. And if I was allowed to run loose, I'd probably do it again. I have to say, I know it sounds sick. It's going to sound psycho. And I don't really think that I'm that psycho. But it's kind of fun. Like riding a roller coaster. Not the killing, not the watching of somebody die, because we didn't kill them in any way that they'd suffer. End quote. All right, so she was a sadistic mastermind behind everything, and Doug is like, nah, this bitch was crazy, and I'm like, I think maybe this bitch is crazy. Uh, I do appreciate, though, because I was thinking, I'm like, when's that, like, strangulation victim going to come up? When's that, like, 
tore, and honestly, they just gave head and then got shot in the head. I'm not saying that's any way to go, but, uh... I feel like there's a joke in there somewhere and I can't make it. I can't make it. Yeah, like a head for a head? Okay. <laughs> Shit, did I just make it? I mean, that was pretty good. That was definitely on the right. That was track. on the right track. That was on the right track. Yeah, well, so not So that's the, the sunset strip killers. I genuinely thought it was going to be. Uh, I thought we were going to be sitting here for two hours. Really glad we weren't sitting here for two hours with that information. Correct. It's a lot of information. a lot of disgusting shit. It's a lot of shit from the childhood. Oh it's my definitely God. a lot of the... I mean, to be honest, my favorite part of the story is, like, he kills the, the second of the duo of prostitutes... And he's just like, I think I'm just going to take this one's head. This one. And then really I'm going like to put it in way, my fridge. I really like the way this one looks. I'm she just had a certain way about her eyes. Those sleepy dead eyes like, of hers. What the fuck? And I then I'm going to put makeup on it. <clears throat> and then take it in the shower. That's. Ugh. Like. Oh, God, that's disgusting. Prostitute or not, this, this girl has a father. Mm. He has to think about her. Mm. I miss Richard. Mm. Richard was a great guy. Well, you know. Richard, why didn't you stick around? And here's my thing. I wonder if Richard followed all of this and was like, oh, oh my God. my God. Oh, my God. And I God. wonder if he was either relieved, like, I got out of that just in time, or if he's like, I shouldn't I shouldn't have, I knew it. I shouldn't have let her go out there on her own. She was going to, I knew it. I knew she was going to kill people. That's why I made her be a nurse. And then she could be Jane Topper. And you know what's crazy? That's what I was going to say. It was so crazy she didn't end up being an angel of death. Like I'm like, it was right there at your disposal the whole time. Yeah, but I think she needed more of like a sex thing. I think you know, so. I've, she needed I a guess. lot of the sex things. She needed it. Thanks, Dad. Mm. She needed to get in there. Happy you know? freaking Father's Day. Yeah, but like, that, that's the worst thing though, is that when the 11-year-old comes into play and she's like, oh, this is normal because yeah. of her fucking childhood. And then so she then, immediately married a 56-year-old man, so like age difference doesn't even probably fucking register with her. It doesn't register at all. But at the end of the day, she is saying like, I know this is sick and I know this sounds fucked up. Like she knows, but that's it's what's fun. creepy is that she knows it's gross and she's like, I didn't make him suffer. I like kill it. The roller coaster part, the adrenaline is great. Yeah. Nothing compares to it. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's Sunset Strip Killers. Wow. All right. Um, that was it. Well, I guess we you ready should, for this? I get, yeah, I'm like ready for this? shocked by that. All right, here we go. All right, it's Charles and 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 Oh, oh, nice crap. Get in there. Get go in the bottom. Go in there. Go in there. Go in the middle. Ooh, all right. Got one. Got one. Like I've got got one. Seven. Oh my god. Yes. Seal it up. Sealing it up. Sealing it up. Who do I? Oh my god. Who is it? Who is it? Oh, okay. I have poison again. (laughs) So I'm about to get real versed on how to freaking. But here's what I have: is I have a count. I have 27 to 90 people poisoned. Holy shit. 27 to 90 people? I'm okay with having it be um, poisoned because I have, apparently we killed everybody next week. We're killing everyone next week. I'm going to go say with facts, it's going to be 90 people. Oh, see, facts, I'm going to be like, it's... 900 people and they were like just take off the zero that's ridiculous yeah that's absurd nine that's, that's like the freaking blood countess shit it's oh. 90 people that was still my favorite episode Shakute. Shakute. 
we will bring it up for life. All right. Well, oh my wow. God. Let's see if we can cut this under an hour really, Woo! really quick, really quick, really Blah! quick. All right. Um, follow us on Instagram, Fatal Females Podcast. That's our Instagram handle. Then you're going to email us at fatalfemalespodcast at gmail.com. Then you're going to look at our website, which is fatalfemalespodcast.com. There it is. Chelsea wins this one. And we have some very exciting news that I felt a little ballsy one day, Ooh. and I decided to submit our <laughs> podcast to this wonderful company called Stitcher. And they uh, were wonderful enough and have accepted our podcast. That's so amazing. So now we will be on Stitcher as well as iTunes and SoundCloud. Um, so we're just branching out, guys. We're going all we're over the world. Things. We're doing big things. But thank you so much, Stitcher, for taking us on. And That's we're super so excited. That's so amazing. Thank Yay. you. Um, uh, we got shit to do. So we have 15 hours of The Bachelorette to watch and ordering Chinese food. And more gin to drink. And more gin to drink. All right. Thanks so much, loves. Bye. Bye.